1: it is Thursday. It is February 14th. It's 2019, and love is in the air for this three-game slate. Um, yeah, I'm joined by my buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend?
2: Doing great, man. We'll see how I'm doing at the end of the night. I got a little sweat going, um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I got to look and see where. First place is right now. I've got a, a lineup left with Curry and Durant going. And uh, I think I was like in the 260, 270 area when it started on FanDuel. So we'll just see. I, I, we'll see as it goes along. But other than that, man, everything's it, it, it's going all right. Definitely excited about a three-game slate to close it out. And then we'll get us a little break. And I'm definitely going to enjoy my break.
1: Yes, um, going to enjoy my break as well, um, and that break means absolutely nothing for me because uh, I got NASCAR stuff going on. that <laughs> NASCAR? We we're at a uh, Daytona 500 media day today, which is just a long day. We get there at seven o'clock in the morning. We don't get done till five o'clock at night. It, it's just a, it's never ending. It's nonstop, and well, the process. You know, you trust the process. You get those RG alerts. You see that. You know Kyrie's not gonna play. You see Rogier is not gonna play. You see the news that Kawhi's is not gonna play, and you just absolutely trust your process. You plug in your Boston guys and you just continue to play Lowry and Sykem or Pascal Um Sayakum. And you just you trust the process. Like, Well I'm I'm on my phone and I've done the, I did the morning grind, so I did research for that. I had all my stuff covered. As, as far as writing premium content yesterday so i did my first look and then i really didn't do anything else on the slate and i just absolutely trusted the process and before we get into those three games i just want to continue to tell our listeners that you just have to trust the process we know who gets the bumps with certain guys off the floor for certain teams i just trusted the process will and i'm guessing the little sweat that you have going, I know that you're all about those um raptors when those guys are out. So I'm guessing that little sweat team has uh, Mr. Sayakam as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh there's well, I mean, you know my rules. There, there's no way I don't make a a team with uh with with the Raptors guys when when uh Kawhi is out. I just don't do it. So uh, you know. It's just a part of my my, my, my daily routine, man. Uh, let me see who I had in there. Uh, I, I didn't have Lowry, but I did have Siakam in that one. I decided to. So on this one, I sided with Curry. So I went Curry, Kadeem Allen, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, KD, Luau Dane, Larry Nance, Pascal, and Al Horford. And uh, so I've got KD and Curry left. And it's actually looking like the score that I'm gonna drop is probably gonna be Kadeem Allen at twenty-seven. So we'll we'll just have to see where Katie and Curry end up. But yeah, I, I, I for sure had Siakam. I think in I think I had up hundred percent
1: today after that news. Again, you just trust the process. Don't overthink this kind of stuff. Uh, NBA is one of those sports. There's reasons that guys get bumps uh, when certain players are off the floor and, you know, trusting the process. Obviously it worked out. Siakam went bonkers yeah, and it worked out. But uh, again, um, I just wanted to, you know, reiterate something that we talk about all the time. You, you trust the process. Um, all those guys out for Boston, you knew that uh, certain guys were going to get bumps there. So, uh, not even looking at numbers or anything like that. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I, I was still just like, you know what? Sorry, I've totally lost my train of thought. My wife just texted me and told me that we have a parent teacher conference at seven o'clock in the morning. And I want to get up and doing this <laughs> podcast right now. And I want to go throw my phone at her. Um <laughs> Oh, sorry. I I totally lost my train of thought. Um, wow. Oh, that that's the that's the problem with having your phone right in front of you. Um, uh, you know when you're looking at your computer screen, it's right in front of me on my desk, and um, I saw a text, and I just, oh, babe, you know how tired I am. Like, <laughs> come on, give me a break here. Oh, 7 a.m. teacher parent conference. Oh. On that note, let's talk. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Let's talk about this three games delay. Before we do that, let's talk about our awesome sponsor over there on Fantasy Draft. If you want to get in on playing the Listener's League, jump in over there. It'll be in the comments of the podcast page here on Grinders. If you just click podcast, you click Morning Grind with – thursday february 14th 2019 scroll down to the comments the link will be right there you can play in our listeners league i'll have that posted um right there um as soon as i post this podcast so when you're listening to this it'll be up there it's an awesome little tournament you know you're not going to get rich off of playing this tournament but pay 60 bucks in first place it only goes down to 48 for second it's a very structured payout it's what we asked for they delivered um So you're almost – it's almost a double entry um, when you're getting your – you're almost getting your monies back. Um, You know, 15th or 18th is going to get 9 bucks. you're getting four out of five back. So play in our listeners league. I want to continue to grow this thing. Um, We've had some tough time filling this. It would be interesting to see what the ownerships and everything look like in in our listeners league today. Um, So – Make sure you check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor grinders links so we get access to any of the cool promos that we do with Fantasy Draft. I'm um, I, I really liking playing over on Fantasy Draft, Will. I, I like no late swap. I like what they did with Wednesday slate, taking out those two early games, letting me adjust my lineups a little bit more to news. Uh, really liking the roster construction over there uh you know i was able to you know fit in almost everything that i wanted really quick and and uh, you know that's always very important when i'm trying to do things on the run so really really enjoying the fantasy draft product and um really happy you guys are playing over there in our listeners league let's talk about this three gamer uh we start with our teams like a bad we, we need like a I don't think either one of us feel confident about betting uh, on this game. Um, we got Charlotte at Orlando. It's a 215 total. Orlando is favored by three in this game. Tony Parker is doubtful. Malik Monk is questionable and Mobamba is out. Uh, let's start with Charlotte. What are we looking at here uh, on the Charlotte Bobcats? Just kidding. <laughs> got to talk a little look, smack, right?
2: Yeah, man. Look, this I think this is one of the first pods we've had where we get a mono-a-mono, straight-up fan fest here. Uh, this is going to be fun. So uh, I think we just need to stack this game for just just for for, for kicks because there's, there's no way we don't stack this game today as both of us being fans. So everybody out there, I'm going to at least have one stack of this game. Uh, I have to do it. With, on that note, I, I actually I, – I like Kimba here. Um, I, I do think he's a little expensive just because uh, there's no secret. I, I'm going to stack against Atlanta today. It's just they're playing the Knicks, so we got to figure out what I'm going to do. But I like Jeremy Lamb again today, 5,700. Uh, magic have kind of struggled with the wings and so have Charlotte. So uh, I, I'm looking for all of the wings in this game to just have a field day. So Jeremy Lamb is actually – Probably one of my favorite plays. Uh, Shelvin Mack didn't really get as many minutes. I think he got about 12, 12 or 15 minutes or something like that his first game. Maybe he picks up a few more, but uh, I'm just going to side with the fact that I think they're going to do something similar. The last game, uh, Kimba, Lamb, Batum, Marvin would have played a few more. He had like a little toe injury. And even uh, Cody Zeller, these guys played big minutes. I think Cody Zeller is a big-time Uh, value if he's going to play 35 minutes we just need to plug and play uh same thing for for marvin uh, you know if these cheap charlotte guys lamb marvin and zell are all going to play 35 minutes i think we have to consider them and i'd be willing to fade kimba to do that
1: yeah you know when i'm looking at the charlotte team uh, obviously if i'm looking at ceiling i think i look at kimba he hasn't been great against the magic this season uh but he's been playing really good recently and you know that being a fan He's gone for at least 50 fantasy points now in five straight games. And the shot attempts, you know, we we can talk about the dude, you know, scoring 50 fantasy points all we want. But the fact Mm -hmm. is this guy's playing 37 plus minutes a night in six straight games. And he's taken over 20 shot attempts in five straight now. Um, And and like 22 shot attempts, not even just 20. So, Mm -hmm the the ceiling for Kimba is really high right now. Uh, he's chucking everywhere. Like he, he's shooting threes. Um this is the Kimba we like. This is the guy, the aggressive, I am the best player on this team. I am the alpha male. I am the big dog. I'm going to shoot. This is the Kimba we like to play in DFS. Um I don't mind him. Uh, I don't mind Zeller. Zvooch has been really good against centers this season, um, and you know we think of Zeller. I don't really think Zeller is a guy that could potentially beat up Vooch, but I think you're playing him more like you said. He's cheap. He's you know he's been really consistent recently, and you know you're playing him because of that because raw points are going to matter on this slate. Oh yeah. Uh, on an 11 game slate 5x isn't getting you anywhere on a three game slate five to six x um <laughs> you know it could definitely be the pieces that you need to win tournaments uh so yeah and, and then jeremy lamb like you said uh, magic not very good at defending um wings or three-point lines so um don't hate those guys uh what are you looking at here on the orlando magic
2: well we, we just talked about vooch i mean Vooch is obviously the number one center play on this slate, bar none. Uh, can you fit him in? He is now 10K on DK. Uh, I think he's maybe hit this price once this year, maybe. But uh, like you said, raw points are going to matter. So, you know, when I look at the, the landscape of centers, uh, I mean, we're going to get Anthony Davis at 9K, which I think is something we got to talk about. But as far as just pure center play, you got to think that Vooch is one of the best plays out there. So I think if you can fit him in, uh, I, I certainly think you need to try. I think he's going to have a, a good game here. As far as, you know, Jonathan Isaac, geez. I mean, he's just been crushing recently. And then Evan Fournier at 5,500, Terrence Ross at 5,200. I, I think these wing players are a little bit too cheap uh, for this matchup. I know Terrence Ross didn't have a good game against New Orleans. That was just a, a blowout from the start. He didn't even really have to play. I mean, if you look at his minutes, he played 18 minutes, and Mr. Briscoe got a fair amount of that that blowout run. But I, I like Terrence Ross here again in this spot. I think he could have a huge game. Uh, but these wing players, uh, they're just all too cheap. I'm not going to mention Aaron Gordon. I don't think he's a, a must play. But these wings, Fournier, Ross, I think they're too cheap.
1: Sorry, I was yawning. Um okay parent teacher conference at 7 (laughs) a.m i I can't get over that um so jonathan isaac you know you talked about jonathan isaac you talked about vooch you talked about ross um isaac probably my favorite play from the magic and the reason that i say that i really like this spot for vooch but it's really hard not to like Paul George and Westbrook if you're spending up on this slate. And I don't think we I don't I know we can't play three of them today. Um mm-hmm. it's a three-game slate and we you know obviously some value could open up. It, you know obviously that always happens. We might not be able to play two of those guys today. Um so I just don't see and this goes for Kimba, too. It, it's just, yes, if you're game-stacking this game to be contrarian, you can get off of Westbrook or George or both and play Vooch and Kemba against each other. Do they have the ceiling of those guys? No, those guys are playing insane right now, and Schroeder and Grant are already out for that game. Um, so... That's why I lean Isaac and Ross over Vooch. Um, I couldn't agree more with you on Ross. The Pelicans just didn't show up the other night. Um, oh. That game was just ugly. You know, obviously that's something we have to worry about, you know, for the rest of the season with that team. Um, Fournier shot lights out in the first half of that game. I don't even hate maybe playing Fournier. I hate playing Fournier. Um but it's a wing type player against your Charlotte team, and you know that's that's what we've been attacking them with all season. So I don't mind. You know, Fournier's going to play more minutes than Ross, but if Ross gets hot, you know he cuts into Fournier's minutes. Um, you know that, Coach Clipperd. He's a guy that if a guy's hot, he'll play. He'll play his guys um, that are shooting the ball well. Uh, I was at a game this season where Drell Martin um, got hot and got like. You know, extra run. So yeah, I was watching
2: that game. I think he hit like three three pointers in a row or something. He, he did. Run.
1: He did. He just yeah, them, man. Oh yeah. Um, then missed another one, and hit another one. I um, think yeah. he had four threes in that game. It was against the Bucks. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at on the Magic here. We know, obviously, we can spend a lot of time on each of these games today. There's only three games. We asked Twitter for some questions. We'll answer those here in a little while. Um. Anything else from this game? Are We moving on. Oh man, let's move on. All right. New York at Atlanta. Um. Tank versus tank. Two twenty four total. Uh, Atlanta favored by seven in this game. Moody is questionable, but probably more on the doubtful side. Lakina is out. Um. Herder is probable. Um. Everybody else I saw was probable as well. Uh. As far as like the Adams goes, and um. You know, Plumlee still out. So let's start with the Knicks. It is a back-to-back for the Knicks. Fisdale has been ridiculous to try to figure out this season. So obviously that's one of the concerns. But, you know, I I was doing a a Grinder's Live show with Bobby. I think it was Wednesday. It was either Tuesday. It might have been Tuesday. And it was Tuesday. Um, and, And he was talking about just how atlanta still stings on defense but they're starting to realize they're not going to be like they're going to be like a fifth or sixth pick and even if they tank they're not going to be a first pick and they've been playing you know uh, uh, you can use these guys more now they're playing trey young they're playing collins um let's start with new york you know obviously new york's on a back-to-back we hate trusting them Ah, man, you know, the 76ers just blew New York out in New York. They fly from New York to Atlanta here. Out of nowhere, Robinson was like, I'm going to play 28 minutes and have a big game. Um, And, and, you know, DeAndre Jordan's minutes have been down, so it doesn't shock me that Robinson Mm -hmm. had a big game. Um, Kadeem Allen, you know, you talked about playing him. I ended up playing him as well. Um, What are you doing here with the Knicks uh, against a team that we just absolutely love to attack? Oh, man,
2: I'm stacking the Knicks. No question about it. I am not. That's just a part of my life. So there are two teams that, without question, no matter what, I'm going to stack against every slate.
1: Cleveland and Atlanta.
2: Well, okay, we can make it three. So it's oh, close. Yeah. I made you think about it, it. it. It's the Washington Wizards and the <laughs> Atlanta Hawks. But Washington and Atlanta are, are my one and two because these teams play at such an incredibly high place. That's another reason why today when I found out Kawhi was out, I was really excited about firing up the Raptors. Like I knew that these guys were going to have monster games, Wizards running up and down, running back and forth. Same thing for the Hawks. I can't wait until these guys play each other. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, Just stack the whole game. Same concept here. And you mentioned Mitchell Robinson. He was a guy that I really wanted to highlight because I I really think this is going to be another upside game for him you know you mentioned the fact that DeAndre's minutes were down or have been down I mean if you look at the past couple games 19 tonight against Philly yeah they got blown out 24 against Cleveland 25 against Toronto but you know if you look at Mitchell Robinson's minutes equally they're about the same 28 23 22 and maybe people don't know this about Mitchell Robinson let's go ahead and inform them Mitchell Robinson is averaging over a fantasy point per minute, 1.39 to be exact. So if you're telling me now he's going to get around 25 minutes against the Atlanta Hawks and dial up some of those blocks again, I actually think Mitchell Robinson is my favorite center on this slate. And I did not, listen, you know I hate the Knicks, the Knicks stink, but (laughs) that's irrelevant on this three-game slate where they're playing the Atlanta Hawks. So For sure. I mean, every lineup I'm starting with Mitchell Robinson, and I'm starting with Dennis Smith Jr. And those might be my only two. I know I know one of these one of these other guys probably Kadeem Allen would probably be my third guy, but you know one or two of these other guys are going to come through. I just can't peg them. Maybe it's Kevin Knox. His minutes are stable, so I don't. I, yeah, I guess Kevin Knox would would be okay because his, his minutes are going to be stable. So Knox Robinson. And uh, and Dennis Smith Jr., I- I'm not calling them must plays, but I- I'm saying they're about as close to a must play on this slate outside of Paul George and Russell Westbrook that you're gonna get. I think you need to play all three of them,
1: all right. Um, you, you know, when I'm looking at the Knicks here, obviously, I like Robinson, too. Um, I-, I don't think it's chasing the guy has been playing really well, uh, very active defensively against the Atlanta team in a very fast-paced game that is definitely going to open up the upside for steals and blocks. So I like Robinson. Um, DSJ had a, a bad game against the 76ers. I think he bounces right back here. Um, you know, obviously he's going to be a top play. The other guy that I'm kind of looking at here, Will, in tournaments, I know it, it's risky, and I, I like risky, especially on a on a three-game slate like this is – a guy like Luke Cornette, he is really, really cheap. They've been very careful with him. But out of nowhere, well, the dude played really, really big minutes um, against the 76ers. Um, 28 minutes uh, on um, Wednesday against the 76ers. Very risky. Very, very risky. But... If we see 25, 20, give me 20 minutes against the Atlanta Hawks and I'm in uh, at at 3,200. And obviously, it's super risky. You might not even need it. I might not end up on it, but it's just something that I noticed from Wednesday to Thursday that, you know, the minutes... um, but yeah i don't mind Allen. i think i'll go back to the wall on Allen. he's still really cheap the guy that i don't want to play here is Noah vonley um God, this minute
2: smash spot if he was playing 30 minutes yeah oh, for sure man. but the
1: it's just the minutes are they're gone um and he even started on wednesday against the 76ers and ended up only playing 18 minutes so um vonley would be my least favorite guy here um yeah, it's kind of it. I don't want to play Mario Hazonia. You know, Kevin Knox's minutes, um, you know, disappeared a little bit. I don't know. Um, I know he was in foul trouble a little bit. Maybe that's why Cornette played more minutes. Um, I guess that's uh, something I need to look into. Um, that's probably why Cornette played minutes. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's, Maybe we don't play Cornette now. Um, <laughs> take back everything I said, but. Will, what are we looking at here on Atlanta? Um, yeah, I kind of just gave a spiel um, about Atlanta, but I, I think like I, I think we can look at some of these pieces here. Yeah,
2: for sure, man. Um, like th- this is this is one of the games. I mean, I, I don't think it's too much of a secret to the slate. Obviously, someone is going to come out of nowhere that we don't expect. But the reality is, I, I think this is the this is the game. This is the mother load. Uh, but the problem is both of these teams play so many guys. Atlanta's a little bit more defined. So I, I think because we talked about the fact that earlier, Steven, I think you made just an awesome point that we might want to play two studs, but will we be able to? Because, you know, maybe we need to instead of playing Westbrook, maybe we take a shot on a guy like Trey Young, who's I think is a little bit overpriced but could still get there in this matchup against Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was a guy that I would target uh, religiously when he played against in Dallas, so I'm not going to stop because now he's in New York. So I think Trey Young is a, is a great play here. I, I do think he's overpriced, but I think it's worth it to play him today, uh, especially when you're looking at the fact that he's about 300 less than Drew Holiday. I mean, I think he gets kind of lost in no man's land. I don't think anybody wants to pay that price. I, I think you can get away with it on this slate. Uh, you know, Kevin Herter is a guy that I, I guess I don't want to say I've been chasing, but I've been trying to get right. And he hasn't really burned me per se, but he's got a little bit upside. And so, in this spot, 4900, maybe you look at him, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not going to play base more. He's still got that minutes cap. Uh, and then they've got, um, uh, geez, what's the guy's name, Torian and Prince playing minutes, but he, he just hasn't gotten there The usage is down. I mean, you know, he, he did okay against the Lakers, but just outside of that, he just hasn't been producing. Maybe this is another spot, but those are kind of the guys I'm looking at. John Collins 7,700. I like it. Don't love it. And, and that's about it for me. I'm not really going to look at, look at anyone else, but Trey young, I, I think this is a really good spot for him. Even at an elevated price tag.
1: Trey young is balling, um, for sure. I, I like Trey young a lot here. Um, I like the potential not maybe playing Westbrook. I really do think at the end of the day you might need one of Westbrook or George oh, on the I, I do too. I, I think
2: you're going to need one for sure.
1: But I, I could potentially see maybe only playing one of them. Um, um So I like Trey Young. I don't mind Collins. I'm kind of on the fence with him. I, I do actually, like Prince is a guy that I actually do like in this matchup. You think of New York, you think of the type of guys they like to use. I feel like I feel like Prince plays closer to 30 than 25 in this game. And at his price, I think he's a pretty high floor play here. Um, I don't think he's going to go out and get you 40 fantasy points, but I think 30 is very doable here uh, for Prince. And he's 4,700. If he gives me 30 on this slate, I'm certainly going to like that. And been a guy that's been criminally underpriced on Fandle too. I don't have Fandle pricing up in front of me, but um, you, know, you can potentially look at him over there as well. So, those are the guys I'm really looking at. Like, Trey Youngs is the main target here. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't mind Collins. And, um, you know, Deadman's all over the place. Um, is that it for you on this one?
2: Yes, that is it.
1: As I choke. Oh, man. I have been so thrown <laughs> off since I got that text. Um, <laughs> I'm just – I am – this is a, uh, you know, the All Star break is here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know it's here. Um, all <laughs> right, last game on the slate. We've we've kind of already been talking about this a bunch. It's OKC. It's New Orleans. It's two thirty seven total. Uh, OKC favored by three and a half. Man, if I was in a legal uh, state, I would definitely be taking OKC with three and a half or plus whatever. You know, I, I would be taking the Thunder in this game um, for sure. Grants out. Schroeder's out. Elf Peyton's questionable. He's been, you know, banged up. I wouldn't be shocked. I would be shocked if Elf pays plays this game. Um, being right before the All-Star break, they can give him extended time off here. Let's talk Thunder first. Grant and Schroeder off the floor. Um it, it's really hard not to play one of Paul George and or Westbrook here.
2: Man, yeah. I mean, if you look at the numbers. You know Westbrook, man, thirty four point two percent usage rate, one point six one fantasy points per minute. We got Paul George at a twenty nine point seven percent usage rate, one point four four fantasy points per minute. Man, if you can squeeze them both in, I think you need to do it. They're going to play massive minutes. The problem, the only concern I have is, is New Orleans just going to lay down and die before the All Star break and just try to make it through the weekend? I really hope they put up a fight here and try to win this game right before the break. Uh, they're at home. God, it would be nice if they just came out swinging so that we could get this upside that we know and love from Westbrook and Paul George. And, and that that's really all this game depends on, whether or not New Orleans comes out swinging. If they do, you may need Westbrook and Paul George. And, and with the way Anthony Davis is priced, you may be able to get away with him too. Uh, you know That's something we just kind of have to look at, but I, I love this spot. A guy that I did want to point out, this is a fringe play. I'm not sure if he's going to get there again. I like Terrence Ferguson, but Deontay Burton came off the bench, played about 25, 26 minutes, put up about 25 fantasy points. Just a just a, a pure dart throw there, but I did want to point out that they gave him minutes and that he did produce in that limited amount of time, and we know he's not going to get a whole lot of defense from New Orleans. So if he could put up 25 fantasy points on this slate, I think it's worth it to take a stab at him uh, as well. Um, you know, Steven Adams, 6,200. He, hopefully he still has got some upside left in the tank. We haven't seen 40 from him in a while, but he's definitely capable. But those would be the guys I'd be looking at from OKC.
1: Yeah, and I looked at Burton as well. I want to point out that it was a career-high 18 points. He shot seven for nine and three for five from the three-point line. But I also wanted to point out that, you know, he played the last 16 minutes of this game. Um, He checked in in the third quarter of this game and played the entire fourth. Now... Obviously, you know he hit some shots there um, you know the, you know the, he was he was five for seven in that sixteen minutes. So in the first little bit of run that he got in the first and second quarter, uh, he only took two shots. so I'm a little concerned and, and a lot of it has to do will I, I do agree with you New Orleans doesn't play a lot of defense. I do think he probably plays twenty minutes in this game. But the outlier to me is the three blocks right that's the outlier and we take those three blocks away and 19's not bad 19's not bad at all at his price um the outlier is the blocks for me but zero rebounds zero assists you could be on the floor and the ball could bounce to you in a rebound and you could make up a few of those points so now we're looking at like over 20 points i don't hate it um Paul George. Paul George. I talked so much crap about Paul George last year, and he is making me eat every single one of those words. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, I was not wrong about Paul George last year. Was I wrong about Paul George at the beginning of this year? Yes. And I will <laughs> never, ever, ever admit, or I will never, ever, ever sit here and say that uh, not taking L. Um, I have no issues with taking else whatsoever. That that's fine. That's who I am. Um, I'm very transparent, and I was really wrong about Paul George. He's healthy. He looks like a scorer that we saw with Indiana. Oof. He's aggressive. The dude is just bawling out right now. Um, so yes, I do like Paul George a lot here. Played him 43 minutes against Portland the other night. Um, he just. You know, we expected some of Grant's minutes to go somewhere, and they really all went to Paul George. They didn't all go to Paul George, but he played a lot. Um, Patrick Patterson's going to play around 20 minutes. I don't think he's really a play. Terrence Ferguson doesn't do anything on the court, but he's going to play close to 30 minutes here. Adams is going to play around 35 minutes. If this game stays close, it's really easy. It's not easy, but we can project where a lot of the minutes are going to come from. It's going to come from George, Adams, Ferguson, and Westbrook. You're going to get fringe-type plays with Raymond Felton, burton and patterson none of those guys are sexy but they are all gonna play around 20 minutes if this game stays close if this game blows out burton probably plays the most minutes um raymond Felton's a, an old dude that you know they're not gonna get him extra run in a blowout so new Orleans, noel might get extra run in a blowout but i, I don't think you really want to project blowouts uh, on a three-game slate so if you're playing burton you're hoping this game doesn't stay close and he gets all those fourth quarter minutes but Really, if this game stays close, like I said, I think it's really easy to project where the majority of the minutes are going to go. Um, Pelican side of things. This team just absolutely didn't show up the other night. Anthony Davis, he just doesn't look like he wants to play. Um, and I hate to say that because we know we know what this guy can do. And, man, Will, is he like the ultimate contrarian play on this slate after just – he burned me the other night, and now – well, his price has come down 1300 Um Ooh. Can you stomach putting your hard-earned dollars and clicking that button next to Paul George or Anthony Davis's name?
2: I can, but, but I, uh, I'd i have to be multi-entering to do it. I couldn't do it if I was only doing one. Uh, but I mean, I, I also don't want to overthink this, Stevie. Like, did he— he's 9k so he had a rough game against orlando the whole team did right but if we just look at what he did against minnesota and memphis he put up over 50 fantasy points one game in 25 minutes the next game in 34 minutes at 9k if we got 50 from him we'd be happy on this slate like we'd be ecstatic for 50 fantasy points for 9k I'm just trying to get past the fact that, you know, we're thinking that, that he's kind of done. He's checked out, you know, one, two, three, Cancun. We're trying to get past that. And I think we need to, at, at, at 9K, he's the best player on the slate. He, he, I mean, really, he's the best value on the slate at 9K. He could legitimately give us 70 to 80 fantasy points, 90 fantasy points. And no one would be surprised at the end of the night. We'd just be frustrated because he just burned us the game before. I think we need to play him on DK on FanDuel at eleven five. Maybe we think about it, but on DK at nine K, man, I I think I think he's a lock button. I really do. Uh, I I don't really like too many other guys from uh, New Orleans. Like I mean, Drew's there, but Drew's okay. Kendrick Williams at 5,400. I actually still think he's okay. The whole team just had a rough night. He still played 32 minutes. So I think those guys are okay. Um, but AD, I think he's a lock button man at 9K. I got to get over my bias and just know what the guy can do. That's my spiel.
1: Yeah, the even crazier thing like when we're looking and we're comparing sites from like FanDuel to DraftKings and Fantasy Draft we pull up fantasy draft and anthony davis is like 163 um that's equivalent like that's equivalent to like 8150 on draftkings um so they're really really daring you to play anthony davis over on our sponsor site and the thing is Like, you can build a really respectable Trey Young, Paul George, Anthony Davis team um, over on our sponsor site. Um, Obviously, you're going to need – you know, you have a little bit of value there in potentially playing some of those Knicks guys. But, you know, just looking at it, like, it makes a lot of sense and – I'm a one lineup guy will and I really and I know he burned me the night but I have a short memory when it comes to DFS and I know I just know how good Anthony Davis is whether he wants to play whether he doesn't want to play whether whatever is going on in this whole situation I know that if Anthony Davis comes out in this game and plays 30 minutes at this price he can crush He can crush me again. That's fine. All you guys and gals can tweet me again for saying that I like Anthony Davis. That's fine. I'm putting my own money on Anthony Davis on this slate. Um, He's just too cheap. He is too cheap. Anthony Davis should never be cheaper than some of the guys that he's cheaper than on this slate. And and that is my biggest thing here. He should never be cheaper than Kemba. He should never be cheaper than Vooch. Those guys are crushing this season. But Anthony Davis is a guy that can go put up 80 fantasy points um, any given game. So, for me, I'm playing Davis. I'm with you, though. I don't really love anything else here from the Pelicans. I, I do like Williams. I-, I think we can play Kendrick Williams. Um, his minutes are super secure. The rookie is going to get the minutes. They want him to shoot. He's going to do his thing. Um, so, I have zero issues with playing Kendrick Williams. Um if the Orlando games stay closer, he probably plays closer to, like, 35. That's around what he's been playing recently. So I don't mind playing Kendrick Williams. Um, I, I guess the other guy we need to know is Okafor. Um, he drew the set, he drew the start with Anthony Davis uh, against the Magic the other day um, and played 29 minutes. Obviously, playing next to Anthony Davis limits his upside, but if he's drawing starts, uh, it's certainly something that we needed to note. Yes. All right, well, let's talk uh, morning grind game, and we'll answer some Twitter questions that we got as we're going here. Um, awesome listeners. Let's talk about a uh, favorite over-under, only three games. So um, what do you got?
2: Man, give me New York, Atlanta. I'm just going to stay in the vein.
1: Taking the over or the under?
2: Oh, sorry. I- I'm taking the over.
1: Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna take the under in the Orlando game. Gotcha. Just because. Under 5K to 7X. Um, who's your cheap guy here?
2: You mean Mitchell Robinson?
1: You took my guy.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm not trying to add to your seven o'clock.
1: <clears> That's <throat> okay. I don't have you don't have to get up at six thirty in the morning and go to no, I, I, I do.
2: I get up that time every morning, to take my kids to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: you get up you get up that early every morning. Yeah. Whew. I, I don't um <laughs> at all. Do I get at least little- come back and like nap. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. Okay. I'm stalling, by the way. Um yeah, I really don't know who I want to take. Um you took my guy. Um give me Oh man, there's plenty. Yeah, I think there's plenty to 5 and 6x. The upside on some of these guys. Give me, you know what? This guy's been playing really good. Give me Kadim Allen.
2: Yes, I played him today. He was great
1: over 8k to not 5x who's your bust very limited options here
2: man you know i'm just gonna have to go with the one guy that i really think is overpriced a little bit let's go with vooch i like him but he's the one guy that i think is just just really overpriced
1: so hedge life tells me to take anthony davis here um but i'm not going to because he's going to crush on the slate you know, I'm just going I'm going to continue with my my whole spiel here. I'm going to say Kemba, you know, I took the under on that game. And um I really just hope that game is, stays really low scoring and you know we can play these other two games, you yeah. know. Favorite 6X guy, who do you got for 6X here?
2: Give me DSJ.
1: DSJ. All right. Um it's <laughs> oh, easy one, man. Give, me, it up for you. Uh, give me I really want to say Anthony Davis. Yeah,
2: I'm like where's I'm like where's <laughs> Anthony Davis? That's the that's the six X guys.
1: Oh man. You know what? Give me Anthony Davis. Yeah. We're giving you positive mojos, A D. Um, we're sending your way. Anthony Davis, positive mojos. Um, all right, we got some Twitter questions here. We'll we'll try to answer some of these um really quick. Will Will and I have to get up early tomorrow. Like, ugh. uh, let's see. One of the questions was where do I find defensive efficiency? Um, that's that's on the Rotogrinder's website. Mm-hmm. Um
2: you can also get it from NBA.com, but it yeah, is. Yeah,
1: NBA.com. Okay. Um, one of the easiest sources to use for efficiency, uh, Noto does – he, he kind of yeah. groups it all together um, in the first look. yeah. Uh, if you want to look at that, um, defensive efficiency. He has a whole matchup chart for it. Um, so one I'm sure the- he pulls it off of NBA.com, and it just makes it a little easier. So if you want to look at it um, – that's what i I typically use because he's already done the work for me I don't have to do it so check out the first look um a breakdown of my full day process um not getting up at seven o'clock in the morning um you know so uh, we'll we'll talk on this really quick um you know obviously you're you're doing slate i q stuff now so you're projecting minutes and stuff the night before you're trying to do that um you know, I, Monday through Friday, I'm doing the podcast. So, you know, night the, the process starts for me the night before. I, I don't come on these podcasts with not looking at a slate. That's not who I am. I want an idea. It's a first look podcast, but, you know, I, I don't necessarily treat it as a full first look. I, I like to spend 45 minutes to an hour looking at the slate before I jump on the podcast. I like to know what I'm looking at, who I'm looking at, potential bumps. Which matchups I want to attack. So really, the process starts there. Um, then, I, then I tend to go to sleep. Um, eventually, I, I don't sleep a lot. Um, so, and, and then when I wake up, um, you know, I'll spend a few minutes with my wife, and then you know, I start. I, I go at it, man. Um, I'm looking at. So Monday through Thursday, I do all the all the valor, all the salary savers on premium. So I'm looking for guys that are cheap. So that's, you know, looking at guys that are potentially out, trying to see minutes that are up, and then I'm trying to look and see who's maybe in good matchups that are cheap. Um, So that's where I spend a lot of my mornings, and then I start writing my content. Um, And then when I start doing expert surveys, when I start looking at like the higher dollar players that like I looked at the night before, and you, you might agree with me on this, Will, I feel like, the higher dollar players, we have a really good idea where they stand the night before, as long as everybody plays and stays the same. But the cheaper guys change throughout the day. Um, do you agree with that one? Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure, hundred uh, um, percent. Like you, like you kind of pointed out. You know, I'm doing minutes. You know, like right now or, or earlier, and we roll out Slate IQ, and then what I started doing, I was kind of writing my article. At night, but I started changing and I started riding it like early morning so I could do it and then kind of get a fresh look and, and gather my thoughts. And, you know, that's one of the things that I, that I started using just to kind of point me in the right direction now. But, you know, guys like LeBron, guys like KD, guys like Curry, you know, Greek, like you said, they're always going to be there. But. You know, I, I would even go out to venture and say that some of the mid-range guys, so we'll use the Toronto situation like tonight, I would have never played Siakam, but the minute Kawhi was out, like Siakam became a must-play for me. But he wasn't that earlier in the day. Even though they were playing Washington, you know, he just wasn't going to have the same usage. But with Kawhi out, you know, that kind of changed the dynamic of the slate. And then, uh, you know, we ended up with – um uh, Andrew Wiggins out, which means that Lou Alding was going to play more minutes. So, like you said, you know, as as guys get ruled out, those cheap guys become ever so important to identify.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm looking at that. I get them on my premium content. Um, usually around like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, by that time, my daughter's home from school. Uh, I'm I'm full on dad mode. Um. You know, I, obviously, I do this for a living. Um, I play full time. So, you know, 6 30, 6 45, I come back in the office. Uh, this is one of the reasons that I only play one lineup per night per NBA. Uh, baseball, I can build my lineups in the morning and I can adjust at 6 30 when all the lineups are out and weather's out and stuff. But awesome. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, I, I know. So, NBA, you know, and at that point, like, I have the app. I know who's out, I know what I want to look at. If I need to pull up court IQ, I can pull that up. Um, SBK does an awesome job here with a premium um blog report every day, um, for guys that are in and out who could bump up. So I'll have that up on my phone when I'm at dance with my daughter or something, um, and just kind of looking at stuff and then you know really adjust my lineups from like 645. Basketball is a sport that I don't think it's tinkering uh, i think you're you're you know massaging your lineup at 645 um, best advice i can give throughout this whole process is don't fall in love with your lineup because something at 645 can change your whole lineup and you have to rebuild the whole thing so um, that's all i got yeah well let, um, let, me, let me add one more thing to that no
2: go right ahead close it out i you know, I, I, I'm from the mindset that I always want to at least identify guys that I'm gonna play no matter what. And I mean I tell, you know, anybody I always asks me for advice like, hey, what are you thinking? How do you, you know, arrive on these plays? I always tell them, there are certain guys, I don't care what news comes out, uh, I'm gonna play them just period. And I, I just think that's that's a great philosophy. At least it helps me because I don't want to scramble as news comes out, because, you know, sometimes the news comes out. And like I tell people, well, you know, if, if you were on, you know, Kawhi Leonard all day, not today, just in general, you're on Kawhi. And the news comes out you get off Kawhi and the end of the night, he's dropped 70 and you're like, well, I was on Kawhi all day. Why did I get off? Well, the news made you get off, you know? And so I think, I, I think it's very important to, and, and not like 30 players, You know, if you're talking about a cash game or like us where we mostly run single entry. But I'm saying like if you're running one lineup, like for me today, there were there was one guy that no matter what, he's going to be in every lineup. That was Kevin Durant. So no matter what, I didn't care what news came out. He was going to be there. That second guy for me was Larry Nance. Didn't come through like I thought, but he was the guy I refused to let the news sway me off of. And I think that's important as well.
1: Awesome information there. Um, So I get this question. This is probably my most asked question from family, from friends, from people that I meet at the track. I got asked this question at media day today. (laughs) Um, At what point in DFS did I make a full time job? And oh, yeah, this is always the question that I get asked the most. And for me, so I've been I've been almost it, – it, oh, it's really close to like four years. Um, this baseball season, sometime this baseball season will be four years for me that I've been doing this as a full-time job. And when it became a full-time job for me was when I had to start spending six to ten hours a day doing it. Um, I love it. I love the grind. I love this podcast. I love – Sports, so obviously I loved it, but it got to the point where it was like, "All right, I'm doing this like eight to ten hours a day. I'm building lineups. I'm doing content. This is, you know, I, I built a bankroll. I can show now my wife, who was my my girlfriend uh, at the time, I could show her that we financially are it, are we're fine. You know, I, I have success." I know what I'm doing, and the easiest way for me to explain this to people when I get asked this all the time is, you know, when did it become a full-time job for you? Well, you know, sports is something that I've always loved, so uh, yeah, it's a full-time job, but like, I I just love my job. Um, Every day, I love the hustle. I love the grind. You know, I've been up since 6 o'clock this morning. It's 12.06. I've been doing content all day, and here we are answering questions on Twitter, and I just love my job. Uh, So, yes, it's a full-time job. I don't play as much money as I used to. I I, I will, you know, gladly say that to anybody that asks me. Um, It is a lot harder now with my daughter being six than when it was when she was two and three years old. I played a lot more money when I first started. I still play a lot of money in NASCAR and baseball, but my basketball and football numbers have been – you know, way down in the years past. Um, so I I stick to the sports where I make my bank and um, you know, I I still I love NBA basketball. Last year I wasn't profitable. The year before that was profitable. This year I'm profitable. Um I'm transparent as hell. Uh if you have a question for me, I'll always answer it. But um Will, what made you get into I know this story. I've actually we've actually had this conversation before, so I know this story. Um, you can share if you'd like we can pass we can move on yeah, however you yeah, want
2: to do. I'll share I'm going to give the very abbreviated version but the bottom line is this uh, well no I'll give give a little bit more than that but um, you know me and my wife were talking and I was having some really good success for those of you that may not be familiar with this site I actually kind of built my bankroll on fantasy aces so uh, I was playing FanDuel, playing a little bit of DraftKings. Fantasy Draft wasn't around at the time. Um, And a couple other sites that come out, like Roster, just a bunch of random sites. But at any rate, for some reason, I started playing on Aces, and I started winning a little bit, and I kind of built my bankroll up there. And right before Fantasy Aces kind of went bankrupt, I had transferred all my money out and put it all on FanDuel, because on FanDuel, I was really starting to gain some momentum and have some success. And like a week later, I think it's about a week, maybe a week and a half, Fantasy Aces went bankrupt. And I said, oh, my goodness, like what a blessing. Because I'm telling you, had that, had you know, a couple thousand, I had not been there. I don't know what would have happened to my, my DFS career. But, you know, my wife was, you know, we saw that I was having some success. And I said, you know, this is something I may want to do full time. And we wrote ourselves a contract. And, you know, in the contract, it was just like, hey, you know, you need to do this, 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 this. But the big thing was, you know, uh, once we paid off everything, then I could go full time. And, um, you know, so we kept working. And one day I woke up and I was like, hey, you know, we've paid off everything. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, everything's paid off. And uh, from that moment on, I've been a. Full-time DFS player, and uh, I can tell anybody that that wants to do it. Listen, I worked in corporate America. Stevie's worked in corporate America, and it, it's uh, it's one of the greatest freedoms in the world, but it's it's also one of the greatest responsibilities. You know, I know a lot of times on Twitter, people think we just sit at home in our parents' basement and twiddle our thumbs. But trust me, it's real work going on. You know, from the time we get up until the time we do the pod and sometimes work's going on while we're sleeping, because I'm sure we're thinking of something. I know I am. And uh, so it's real work out here. But, uh, you know, even before I started doing this stuff, I I gained a great appreciation for what it takes to, you know, really grind it out day in and day out and fight through the mental mistakes, fight through, you know, a, a bad decision you made or fight through a good decision you made that didn't pan out. That's usually probably the toughest one. Um, but, but those are the things you got to do to really be successful and, and, and be sustainable in this business. And also know, know which sports you're, you're best at. You know, uh, if you're not good at MMA, like you don't have to play MMA just because they have a contest, like forget about it. Stick, stick to what you're good at until you get where you want to be and then branch out slowly into the other sports. So, you know, obviously right now, uh nascar will probably be like my weakest sport but it's because i'm just starting so i'm not going to start out playing like i'm doing nba mlb nfl golf i'm gonna start slow you know uh i kind of got with stevie last year you know bounce some ideas off him and he saw what i did i mean i was in the four dollar 20 entry max on dk and that's all i did i wasn't trying to chase the big score i was trying to learn and improve but anyway i've up enough time sorry about that excellent
1: Uh, don't ever don't ever 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 feel sorry um whatsoever about you know answering a question we get from the listeners so i'm sure everybody appreciates hearing um how we both got to this point you know i I started working on rg by writing blogs years ago and being active in the forums and it has just kind of taken off from there so um very appreciative of everything that this company has done so uh, next question. The, I get this question a lot. Will too. Um, and I don't want to spend too much more time here answering questions. Um, because like I said, I have a parent te- teacher conference at seven a.m. But I'm not getting over this. I'm waking her up when I go in there. Um, just so she can be sleepy, just like me. <laughs> um, I've been a one lineup guy forever, and I've only had real success playing MLB. Is it time to switch to mass multi entry approach for NBA? I consistently identify top values, but I struggle getting the expensive guys right for some reason. So, all right. So the the biggest question I I have for this, like a counter counter question, um, would be, first of all, be careful going into this. Um, I I think it's always good to explore possibilities, right? Um, But... If you're good at it, you know, the value guys, you know, maybe core your value guys and mix up your expensive guys. Um, and, and I'll let you add here, Will, as we go. Uh, you mass multi at basketball way more than I do. But I could tell you for baseball and for NASCAR, um, football, when I'm mass multi entering, I started with 20 entry max. I worked with 20 entry max. I played the quarter arcade, not for the money, but to learn the process of doing it. Um, you know, I, obviously if you win that thing, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I won a couple hundred bucks and that's awesome. But I'm, I'm playing the quarter arcade because I want real money involved in what I'm doing. And with the quarter arcade, you know everybody always use the argument if, if oh you throw 150 lineups in there you know why why can't anybody do it in the quarter arcade and that's that's an argument that's legit but like they they have these quarter arcades that if you want to mass multi-entry if you want to put in 50 if you want to put in 100 you want to put in 150 lineups use these contests that are not going to cost you eight eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a day to build the process Make sure you fine-tune your art like in any job or anything you're doing before you just jump into these $8 contests and start throwing in $1,200 to put in 150 teams. Um, Maybe 20 entry max is your thing. Maybe three entry max is your thing. For basketball, single entry is my thing. Um, I don't care about going and making 50 grand a night in basketball i will play single entry i will stick to what i'm good at i don't care about anything but doing what i'm good at and that is what i'm good at in basketball and in nascar i have fine-tuned my process over the last three years working very hard at it to be able to go in Spend two or three hours on a Sunday or a Saturday night, Sunday morning, and fine-tune my 150 lineups to where I want it. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't enter 150 lineups. And if you hit that first day, that doesn't mean you're an amazing multi-enter multi guy. Look at what you did. Try to learn from that and continue to, to do that and Learn. You're going to have slates where you have 150 teams in tournaments and 140 of them are not going to cash if, you know, and that is okay. What did I learn? Do I trust my process? What can I do to get better? Uh, and that's just my general multi, mass multi-entry approach. Do what works for you. If you're good at baseball with single entry, that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be good at basketball single entry. Basketball is a sport that if you have time before lock, you can gain leverage by playing multiple teams. Do what you do that is good for you. Look at your scores. Compare your scores. Go in and look at the best guys that are putting in 150 lineups every night. Download their CSVs. Look at their process and put in the work. And that goes for anything. Um, Sorry I took this one, Will. Will um you want to add anything here um i I was i I was on fire here like i I was going
2: listen i'll add one quick thing uh figure out which slates you're better at multi-entering like that's going to take time but i don't and so i do multi-enter for basketball but i don't do it every day because i know i know which slates i feel good about and that i have a good handle i say okay yeah today is the day i need to take my shot because I've got a really good handle on where I where I can almost pinpoint the every position. So obviously today was, I think, 11 games. I did not multi-enter today. Well, well I did, but I hand-built like five teams. So, you know, th- that's a little bit different than when I, like on Saturday, obviously everybody knows I won. No big deal anymore. See, on Saturday I ran like 70 teams. But I kind of went all in on a few guys. I had a good feel. And so, you know, it kind of changed. You know, what people don't know is I show 70 teams. I probably catch like 50 of them. You see. But but I had a good handle of the slate that day. Um, you know, and they're going to be they're going to be days where I feel like I have a handle. I don't. And, and that's OK. Um, but, you know, I had to grow. You know, look, full disclosure, I took roto courses. Really early on to learn how to do all the things that I wanted to do. Uh, you know, Eric Crane's got a really good roto course out there about multi-entry, um, and, and a lot of the things are transferable. Uh, in golf, I don't. In golf, all I do is multi-enter. I don't play any single entry. I can't. I, I tried it, and it just did not work. But for golf, whenever I multi-enter, it's been just gravy crazy successful to where my wife has told me, Hey, you need to play more golf. Like golf is one of your most successful sports and you're not playing it. Like you need to, you need to get involved. So, you know, learn, like, like Stevie said, learn yourself, learn your process. And then, you know, I, I can't say enough about, Feeling like, you know, when a slate feels good and when you've been struggling all day trying to figure it out, nothing's coming together. That doesn't mean you won't win on that slate. But that's probably not a slate you, you want to multi-enter because your head's going to be everywhere. You're going to be trying to set a pool. News is going to come out. There's just going to be so many things that impact your thought process. But, you know, on those days where you're feeling good, you've got a good handle. I always recommend those being the days that you take your shot and start small. We, I think, a lot of us probably starting in the the daily, the, the dollar, or the back back in the day. Uh, Fanduel even had like a one dollar that you could multi-enter, and that's kind of how I started for basketball. I didn't start at the nine dollar, to fifteen. I started with the one dollar contest, but that's probably what three or four years ago now. Stevie, they don't even have that contest anymore. We're but, getting
1: old, man. We're oh, old. Man.
2: yeah, but but that's how I started <laughs> multi-entering and learning with the the stuff that you can afford. And, um, once, once you feel like you've gotten better, then maybe you try to move up. But, but I I don't ever recommend anybody overextending themselves because if you want to do it full time, you can really devastate yourself by losing all your money early.
1: All right. We had a lot more questions. Um, obviously we had some long ones there. Um, you know, these are, these are things that like we like to do and we're not going to always get to all the questions, but, um, you know it was it was definitely fun answering some questions having some fun with the shorter slate but um again game selection is very important it's one of the most overlooked things in dfs just as a whole figuring out which games you're good at and you know taking advantage of that um and you know obviously you know we have a bunch of stuff in the industry to do that but if you're really really wanting to get serious and try to figure out where your success is coming from go to rotor grinders and I, yes i'm a company man but this product is amazing go to rotor grinders go to dfs analyzer plug in your stuff it's going to break down everything for you it's going to show you the contest that you're doing well and really focus maybe more on those contests and try to be more of a profitable player. And um, that are, that is my words of advice for this Valentine's day three game slate. I am still very tilted that I have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning and go to a teacher parents conference. Um, (laughs) And like the thing is we requested this conference too um my daughter is actually really really smart and we're just trying to get and figure out how we need to approach like she's through all the lists and everything she's supposed to be through for the end of the year and stuff so we're trying to figure out um you know what we need to do from here moving forward so we requested this conference but man who man I, i'm gonna kick her I, i'm not actually gonna kick her but i'm gonna kick her um well any final thoughts before we get out of here um i need sleep my dude hey
2: man i'm i'm, I'm right behind you i'm getting right in the bed and thank you everybody for hanging out with us
1: man you guys are awesome enjoy your all-star break we will have some podcasts i do not know the schedule pay attention to twitter pay attention to rotor grinders we're going to probably do some stuff with uh, PGA and NHL next week before we pick up NBA and get started again. I might do a podcast for NASCAR tomorrow, depending. It all it really all depends on what time I get back from the track tomorrow night um, because it's going to be a late night with the duels. So if you want more NASCAR content, check out my NASCAR package here. on RotoGrinders. Um, all the awesome offer information for all the races this weekend. He is Chief Justice 06. I am Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you guys when we see you.